the CEO Diaries, powered by Harper Ellis Hairco. Hello, everyone. Today's a really exciting episode. If you're watching video, you can already see who's here. If you're just listening, I have our CMO and the co-owner of Harper Ellis Hairco with me, Casey Hicks. What's going on, everybody? Finally on your podcast after how many seasons? I mean... I don't know. I mean, you interview all these other people, and I'm just sitting over in the in my office like, well, like, I guess she likes them more than me. Well, you know what? Maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I know. It is kind of true. It's a little bit long overdue to bring Casey along. Um, we've kind of had a crazy last few years, or few years for sure, but the last 365 days for us has been nuts. We were on tour last year. We traveled the U.S. with our entire team. Um, we went around teaching our certification classes through Harper Ellis. Um, but what's cool about that is Casey came along because he's our CMO. And so he does everything marketing for our company. Um, well, within we have teams for you know special things like social media, copywriting, and stuff like that. But Casey kind of is the head honcho of, actually you're the head honcho of a lot of things now. Your title, I guess, is the CMO, but like, now you're like the CMO, the CFO, the CMO slash CFO slash the weirdo laborer slash <laughs> box go getter. Now you have a, yeah, just a lot of titles. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, here's the thing. I feel like we both kind of morphed into like what our roles are this year. We really have, I feel like really nailed that mm -hmm. and it's going great. But first I want to kind of tell the backstory of Casey and like how he even got here. I'm gonna let him talk a lot on this episode because I feel like, you know, I'm not good at that. I really like to talk first of all, but second of all, um, I feel like Casey has a lot of really good things to say about like how he got here, why we're in this position. Um, I, let me just, I'll just dive into it. So some of you guys know this, especially if you're inside of our Harperless circle. Um, but some of you guys I know to the public and what's cool about this podcast is like, especially after the first episode launched yesterday, I had so many people that own businesses that have, don't even do hair. Um, they started, you know, watching the podcast and listening to it and they're like, oh my gosh. And so we've really been talking a lot more about just business owning in general and like the challenges of running a business. And so I feel like the public, especially in our local town, which if you guys are listening and you don't know, our town is very small, especially like where Casey and I are actually from, which is on the Oklahoma side of our town that we're in, where our headquarters is in. And so we're from a really small town. So kind of everyone knows everybody, um, Casey especially. Casey and his wife Amanda, they're like really popular because they um, go to all the sporting events. and We know everybody. They kind of know everybody. They're a little nicer than me. I sort of live under my rock up there. We're actually we like everybody. Everybody seems to like us, at least I hope so. Yeah, they we try, we try to be. They tell you that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think a lot of people in our community ask like, how, what? I think they, you kind of get shit a little bit because you're this like mainly man, you work for this hair extension company because you've told me that before. Um, but I feel like people are sometimes confused. They're yeah, like- I mean, they st there's still so many people that don't understand what in the world I do or we yeah. do. It's just kind of like a foreign thing. It's just weird. Uh, Cause yeah, I mean, you just want to dive into it? We'll yeah. dive into it. Yeah. Uh, kind of how I got here, all the things that had con to connect. I like to tell people at our classes that, that come to our classes that I really don't think that anything happens by mistake. It's all all a big plan. Uh, 
and, and what me and Terrence talked about it a lot of how many things had to happen for me to end up sitting right here. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. Thousands thousands of things had to happen for everything to add up for for this to happen. And I don't think any of that happens by mistake. And I don't think any of that happens by mistake in anybody's life. Uh, so I really try not to take anything like that for granted. Uh, but how did I end up here? Well, I, it is a long story. I guess we can dive into it. Yeah. Uh, well, right out of school, you know, I got my degree in business and marketing. I was either going to do that or I wanted to be a coach. I really wanted to be a coach because that's kind of what I always wanted to do. That's kind of what my life revolved around was, was sports. Uh, you know, that's really all I did growing up. Uh, in college too and it's all you do now it's all i do now I feel like all you guys do go is go to your kids sporting events their kids are they play 52 sports uh, they probably only play like it's two. only six days a week only six days a week i'm like hey y'all guys want to come over for dinner and drinks and they're like no we're at the baseball fields i'm like lame yep every night we love it <laughs> we wouldn't change it for anything but you know that's really really what i loved i mean if i'm gonna do something but you know then then i got to think you know you know, coaching, I'm not going to make much money. You know, am I really going to be happy doing that for 40 years of my life? So I decided to go into business and marketing. And, you know, I was still kind of, I was a little bit passionate about that, I guess you would say. My grandpa always had business talks with me, growing me up, you know, how to act at work and, you know, how to respond to your boss and what to do when you're not busy and how to climb the corporate ladder and do all this. We had tons of talks about that. Uh, so you know, I I graduated college and I got a entry level job at a at, at a larger company in our area, uh, and I, I did exactly that. I mean, I devoted my entire life to that job. I mean, this was before I had kids. It was before I was even married, uh, and you know, everything my grandpa said or anything anybody else said, you know, was true. I worked hard. I got noticed. I got raised. I got promoted. I got promoted again. You know, fast forward four or five years, I had a pretty dang good job, and I was 26 years old. I mean, I had like 75 people working directly for me. I was over an entire facility. Uh, this company owned about has about six facilities across the United States, and I was in charge of the entire facility. Uh, you know, and I was like, dang, you know, I, I, I had made it. You know, I had worked and sacrificed and. Everything was going good. Everything was going according to plan. 2008 rolls around, and my boss walks into my office and says, you know, sorry, we got to let you go. Uh, and I'm sure that happened to a lot of people. I know I'm not the only one that do it. I'm sure my boss didn't know that the only reason he was firing me is so he could get demoted to my job. <laughs> but he found out a two week, couple weeks later, and he didn't last much longer either. Uh, but... You know, that, that was just kind of the circle of things. But after that, I was like, you know, forget this. I mean, I, I, I basically devoted everything working for somebody else, making somebody else rich. You know, I'm out of here. I, I'm not doing that. And, you know, I, I think I went home that evening and I started looking at how to make money on the Internet, how to make money online. Uh, and I went down a, a deep hole that lasted for you know, almost a decade. Well, of course, during that time, you know, I still had to have a job. I still had to have income. So, so I did what I wanted to really wanted to do is I, I went and coached and I absolutely 
love coaching. I love doing it. I love working with the kids, and I actually like teaching too. Uh, there was times I thought I was a better teacher, actual teacher, than I was a coach. Uh, I'm sure some of my students will agree. Some of them won't agree. Some of them liked my class. Some of them didn't. Uh, but, you know, while I was coaching, and this is something I don't talk about a lot. I don't think I ever told Terry. But between the years of 2008 and probably 2015-16, I, I really don't know if there's anybody that worked more hours than, than I did. I would work my job and when I got off, I, I worked on my own stuff. Uh, and I learned absolutely everything about marketing there for years. You know, I learned, you know, PPC ads, social ads, emails, copywriting, SEO. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of things that I just dove head first to. And I spent thousands and thousands of dollars. I'll never forget. Amanda will tell you the story. Uh, Amanda's my wife, by the way. She never checks the mail. Never checks the mail. And... For some reason, one day she checked the mail. I think this was like 2014. It was a couple of years after we had my, our first kid. And she pulls out a credit card statement. And the number on that credit card was, we'll just say it was a very, very, very large number. And it was all the money that I had dumped into my marketing education and, and tools. I, I guarantee I spent three times more learning that stuff than I did in college. Uh, and she was pissed. She was like, why is there a, why do we have a, I mean, why do we have a $55,000 uh, credit card statement? And I was like, well, it's for this, this, this. She, she did not understand. She was absolutely just livid and I, I can't blame her because I didn't tell her because yeah. I was always like you know I'll make it back when I learn how to do this I'll make it back and when I learn how to do this I'll make it back uh, and and it's kind of funny that I mean it took a long time I mean I just actually recently paid paid that thing off but well, I think a lot of people fall victim to that too especially like in the hairdressing industry like they keep investing yeah in all this new education mm -hmm. and it like you know, for that long, they have all this like money built up on education, and when you could have just really perfected something, yeah. and you know, return investment would have been a little faster. So, well, long, long story short, you know, I started making money online with the things I was learning. And, you know, I wasn't making a ton of money. 2015 rolls around, and I said, and basically the way I was making money was with selling my own products and services, uh, stuff like that, selling affiliate products. And in 2015, I was like, you know, I'm gonna. I know all this stuff, it would be a lot easier if I just sold my services to other people. Mind you, I was still coaching and teaching at the time too. So, you know, I built up, you know, 15, 20 clients that I was running ads for, building websites for, you know, just anything and everything of all the things that I had learned during that time. And one day my wife walks home from her hair appointment. Tara was working in some little small building somewhere just down the street on Lexington, I think. Yeah, it was just a little hole in the wall salon. And uh, she was like, you know, t my hairdresser's thinking about starting a salon and she says she needed to help, you need to give her a call. And, you know, that's kind of where we met and kind of where it started and, and everything else. And, uh, you know, so I started working with her. You know, I built her website, we built out sales funnels. We had a tremendous amount of success with, with, with the ads we was running and everything. Uh, it was one of the main things we teach inside of our class is how we brought in what, 248 extension clients in one year. 
Uh, and, you know, I just kind of did that on site. I still had all my other uh, marketing clients I was working with. And then one day, I think it was in J January, you said, hey, meet me at the coffee shop. I got something to run by you. People are like, oh God. So I walk in and she's like, so we're thinking about starting a hair extension business. What do you think about it? And do you want in? And, and I don't know what it was, but I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. And fast forward four, four and a half years later, here we are. That's kind of our, kind of our story. Yeah. Uh, you know, the nuts and bolts of it anyway. There's a lot uh, that went into that. But. Uh, to say those four years have been easy, absolutely not. It's been it's been it's been crazy. Those first you know, that first year and a half was really rough. I know, you know, the last years there's been a lot of changes. Uh, you know, when when we first started, I was in charge of the website, every graphic that was on it, every sales process, every email we sent out, every graphic that we made, every all of that stuff, you know, for the most part, I was I was in charge. I mean, and we well, was a month into it, and I was like, "Hey, I gotta, I can't do this and work my job." And I remember, like, definitely. I mean, I was freaking out a little, not freaking out, but I was just. That's when the pressure was on for me because you quit, you know, and I was raised by school teachers, you know, so that that's a very serious job in my you know definition which if you don't think it's a serious job you definitely need to they work harder than anybody in the world and very underpaid but I was like oh my god he's quitting his job for this dream and I you know it's just the risk that we took and I, that's when the pressure was on me I know it was on you um, I know Amanda had conversations with your wife about it and she was like you guys better work hard is all I'm saying and I'm like okay we got it but you know that's when it kind of became real was when but we understood you know why you needed to stop what you're doing and do it full time and and like i said during all those years i had started so many little small businesses that that had worked to a small scale or whatever but i had failed so many times there's no telling how many things that i've tried and failed and failed and failed and failed and failed well and i think you know it wasn't it wasn't by surprise i just think that yeah. we we had all the parts, you know, like, and especially with you and I together, you know, of course we, we started at the top and then we've got, we've got this incredible team now, which I've said on multiple episodes now, like I, if I could do an episode about how to hire the perfect team, it would be such a bullshit episode because I would say the good Lord was just really good to us. But cause I, you know, I don't, it, of course we'd had trial and error, but like we just have all the moving parts in in the company that makes it work and so mm -hmm. that obviously didn't happen overnight we also i don't feel like woke up with the moving parts like it kind of took us time and i feel like just this year you know i think you would say the same just this year we're actually in a position where i feel like it's a well-oiled machine mm -hmm. and you know we know our roles you know your role i know my role and then our team knows their role and it's work it's working now and you know when before i think we would hire thing you know hire out jobs and and they just weren't done well and mm -hmm. it takes 
every part to operate a successful business, you know? Oh yeah, for sure, you just can't have, and, and, and like you said, it is by trial and error, but a lot of people ask us, you know, what what do you do with marketing? And I mean, we do everything, right, right? Mm -hmm. from, from social media to ads to videos to this to that. I mean, it's not just one thing that, that, that works, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's a whole gamut of all kinds of different moving parts that totally going on at one time and I think too what makes our education that we give other people so valuable is because we do everything ourselves I mean yes we hire out companies and we've hired out companies before where it was just a complete dumpster fire and then we've had really successful companies that have helped us on you know certain uh, projects I guess of areas of marketing but the reason why I feel like our education for other people is so valuable is because we we do everything in-house and yeah. and so we can tell you how to do it because we do it we do it ourselves yeah, we've done it we're doing it it's not some you know broad overview it's very specific on you know do this do this do this do this and you know you're going to see some levels of success and we've seen that evident through a lot of the people that's been in our classes back to what we was talking about hiring out people and when you i mean that's kind of a you know it can be a tough subject of when do i hire somebody to do my ads or my social media or, or this and that uh you know and for a long time i did all of our ads right and it wasn't until you know just recently about half of the year last year's you know i ran into one of bobby's friends you know uh that that does google ads and there's a point when everybody realizes that you know the limit of your knowledge is beaten and you might be here and you might think you're pretty good at something and then you meet somebody that's up here when it comes to their knowledge and what they can do and immediately I was like, I'm not doing any Google ads anymore, Tara. We're gonna hire this girl because she knows what she's doing a lot more than I do. And, I, and it's I'm quite like, the investment, you know, like yeah. that's what, doing things like that, you're like, whoo. And I remember him telling me how much it was gonna be to hire. I was like, I don't know, you know, but you know, I feel like, and you would agree with me, I know, but the secret to, to being a good CEO, a good CMO, CFO, whatever the other titles you want to claim, um, the key is to not to not be the smartest person in the room. I've like learned that over and over and over. Like my people here inside this building, especially, they exceed my knowledge on a lot of different things. And so I feel like, you know, we ha we kind of got to that point, like you said, we capped out on, you know, our brains and our growth, you know, and we had we had to go elsewhere. Well, so. I, I mean, like I said, I, I think I know a little bit about everything, but any, any of these people that work for us, I'm not better than them at what they do by any stretch of the imagination, no. for sure. I don't know how we got in a position where we have so many good people, so many different things. Um, it's definitely why we are who we are and, mm -hmm. But um, tell them a little bit about like what all you do, because I think sometimes, because we advertise you as the CMO, kind of, I mean, you, you are-ish, but you do a lot of other yeah, things. You know, and, and you know, you can call your titles, whatever you want it. Uh, we all do a little bit of everything around here. Whatever needs to be done, you know, we, we all do it. And, you know, I think that's what makes our team awesome. I think that's what makes our team cool. Uh, I, I mean, if somebody was really to be called the CMO, I mean, I would, I mean, I would almost say that was Aubrey. I mean, she's yeah. awesome at, yeah. at, at, at a lot of those stuff. The, the ideas and the high-level content and stuff like that. Yeah, I run the ads. Yeah, I send the emails. Yeah, I might make the final decision on, on a lot of things. You know, a lot of the stuff I do here is, you know, very strategic. I do a lot of stuff with, uh, you know, our customers. You know, I believe in a lot of the old-school marketing stuff right a lot of people like to be hands-off as possible you know it's internet you know they order it online we'll ship on the product and you know hopefully they come back 
a lot of the stuff I, I deal and I study is, you know, our customers, you know, who are our best customers? When is their birthday? Do we need to send them this? Do we need to send them that? A lot of that stuff, uh, you know, I feel is really, really important. I don't see anybody doing it, and I think that's why we had a lot of success. Is, are we telling our secret? Uh, no, we, we tell <laughs> our <kidding>. secrets. <laughs> I don't think anybody can do it as no. well as I can. You can't do it. Can, you I, can try, but you I, can't. I mean, I sp we spend a lot of time, you know, researching and digging into yeah. to a lot of different things. And one of our main focuses, and I think one of my, my main focuses as, as, as this chief marketing officer is, you know, how do we make that customer never want to do business with anybody else? Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the thing that I think about every day. I got that poster that you don't like um, in my office, right? Yes. Of, of the office. It says, would you, would, would you rather be loved or feared? I mean, everybody, if you watch The Office, you know the quote that I'm talking about. It it's says, like, easy, both. I, would, I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Well, that's basically me, Aubrey, Autumns, Casey, Lena's. You know, that's, that's our mission statement is how, we want these people to love us and never leave us. We want them to do business with us forever. We never want there to be an excuse as to why they would go somewhere else and do business. And that's the way we feel about them, and that's the way we want them to feel about us. And, and a lot of times from a marketing perspective, that ain't, you know, showing them an ad a million times a day. It's, you know, sending them a letter, sending them a Starbucks gift card every now and again, sending them flowers on their birthday. Picking up the phone. Uh, and calling sometimes, you know. I mean, it's it's just all of those things that's that's just so so more important than, you know, what a lot of people focus on and think about. And I think that's one of the things that really set us apart, as far as that stuff concerned. Yeah, I do all of our advertising on on social media. Uh, you know, I oversee all of our advertising on Google and and YouTube and all of our SEO efforts and you know. The list goes on and on as far as, you know, email marketing or whatever else that we're doing at the time. Yeah, yeah, we do that. But a lot of the stuff that I pay attention to and have always paid attention to is that, you know, customer experience type thing. And I think that's that's gone further than anything. Really rehaving relationships uh, with everybody, even if it's in the thousands and thousands of people. I mean, it's, it's definitely worth it. I mean, I, I don't think you can go to any other extension company and for them to tell you who are your best 100 customers i don't think you could go anywhere you, you could come to me and ask me who our best 100 customers are they might not even know who i am uh but you know i can probably name about 80 percent of those people by name i can tell you where they're from uh what their instagram handle is and and all that kind of stuff that's kind of how in detail we are about a lot of that stuff uh and i think that's that's what makes it fun. On top of that, you know, recently I, you know, kind of took over the financial side of the business, which is a, mm -hmm. you know, a whole big discussion about, you know, how are we going to spend our money? Where are we going to put our money? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? How are we going to budget uh, certain things out? How are we going to treat our employees better? How are we going to give them more money and and give them well-deserved bonuses and, and everything else. And that uh, was like just a kind of the the inside of, of that. You know, I that was one area that I, I didn't doubt you, but it was like a minute. It took me a minute to like build that trust with you of like the CFO stuff because I've, you know, we've been burned a little bit in the past and 
and that's such a hard job to accomplish and I was just like oh my gosh like but it didn't take me long to realize you know since you've taken over that area especially it just like more than ever I feel the I feel the best that I've ever felt about you know Harper Ellis's finances and um because you actually are you're using numbers to get the information that you're giving me or just we just got out of this financial meeting right before we started this podcast mm -hmm. and you know it's no no dollar moves in or out without us knowing you know where it comes and where it goes and so um just just wanted to say i'm impressed like of you doing that side of things because um i know you've had experience in that in the past and you've ran multiple businesses but you know that is such a key aspect to a business and how it operates and so us you know not having that aspect and now we do i feel like has even boosted our business even more because i feel like that's something that gets put on the back burner a lot with other businesses oh yeah for sure i mean you got to know where your money is and where it's going obviously that's important but i didn't come into i didn't take it over to knowing all that stuff what did i do i called somebody i knew who was the cfo of a bigger business and say hey come in and help help me. me help me please i don't know how to do this i don't know how to do that and you know i I got the help that I needed and you know I still need help from time to time on a lot of that stuff who doesn't I don't think anybody should ever be to the point where they don't think they need help on yeah something no. for sure I mean definitely not we want to make sure all that stuff is is good and yeah another thing that Casey does another job that he does is he's my um tough love counselor <laughs> I feel like you know me being a woman being a man you can say all day long there's no difference mentality wise but there totally is and I feel like you know coming in sometimes I'm, I'm the one that brings problems sometimes to you and you're like just get over it just take your feelings out of it let's move on we're operating a multi 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 million dollar business here move on and so that's something else I think that sometimes people don't know that you do for me and and you're just and I need that, you know, sometimes we all need that. Just like, not really what we want to hear, but okay, fine. You're right. I need to get over it. So a lot of times I'm the old grumpy man of the company. If you didn't know that yeah. I am 40 years old, which is, you're the I oldest guess only here. eight years older than you now. Yeah. You're the oldest here, but not really by a lot. The oldest and the wisest. There's always kind of issues like that. And I guess I do have a few more years of experience. So I try to lend my advice. Yeah. As the wise old man. It's never anything I want to hear, though. I'll just tell you that. Yeah, it's, it's never anything anybody wants to hear. <laughs> he also, you know, come in. He works in a... He's the only... Well, now my husband here. He works in the back. We hardly see him. But um, now, you know, he's got Josh. But he was the only man that worked inside of our... And we're in a woman's world, you know. We work with hairdressers. And, and it's just... Sometimes women's worlds can be... A little more dramatic. I have learned though that's not really true because men can be just as dramatic it's just like different you know it's different drama I feel like but um, him I think it's been the easiest that you know you've come in and work with a bunch of women and and we always say that he's like the highest bullied person in our company because we really give him shit about every everything what he wears what he says what he does everything every day <laughs> I came in she told me to dress up today I dressed up and Everybody comments about it, and if tomorrow I wear sweatpants and a hoodie, everybody will say something about it. So, well, it doesn't help this case whenever we're like, "Hey, we're gonna move a bunch of boxes tomorrow." So, you know, we're we're moving boxing clothes, and the man shows up in like Lee Dungarees from high school, 
and we've been talking about it ever since. That was like several months ago. And we're uh, like, uh, one, no, I was going to the dump. We was going to the, the well, dump then, that was muddy because we was moving stuff out of the old office and I found the oldest pair of jeans that I could find and yeah, I didn't even know I had a pair of those, but I guess I did. And the jeans should have been removed at the dump and left there with whatever you were taking at the dump also. I thought I looked, I thought I looked pretty good in them. I thought I looked really good in them. So ever since then we're like, hey coach, you wearing your lead dungarees tomorrow? Enough, enough. You want, you, want to talk, let's, you want to talk about marketing? Yes, but I do want to tell people this. Well, it was last year before we hit the road on tour. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, listen, I'm gonna style you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you a new wardrobe. And we really did. And he's like, what, you don't like what I wear? I'm like, but can we just look at this man? If you're watching the video, he's got him some Gucci tennis shoes on. He's got some seven jeans on. He's got like a designer snob right now. Um, but which is totally not his day to day. But I feel like you, you get it now that you have the apparel you know, it does make you feel better to dress. It does make me feel better. Of course. Uh, it does make me feel kind of weird too, because this is not absolutely not. I mean, I don't mind. I, I don't mind dressing up. Uh, and usually, when I say dressing up, it's a pair of khakis and a and a polo shirt and maybe some loafers or something like that. But you know, I'm still kind. I still honestly am very self conscious about wearing this stuff. Really? Okay. I mean, I I didn't stop at my normal convenience store this morning. Because you had this outfit on? Yes. Something like, I'm going to make him join therapy with me, so we're going we're gonna to figure that out. But anyways, yeah, I just feel like, you know, and it was like when people, famous people too, when they go on, you know, singers or whatever, they have to hire a stylist because it's like, you know, sometimes you need a little help in that area. So you need a little help. I did need help. You got my life together in that area? Just a little bit. You're welcome. Now you're cool. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about marketing. I feel like these are always the best conversations that you and I have when it comes to marketing. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, we've kind of been really, really focusing on, and I know her and I in like personal conversations of like what the marketing needs to, and I feel like even Harper Ellis' personal marketing, we've kind of taken this, and we just had a conversation about it five seconds ago in our, our meeting. We've taken this turn towards, um, and I love what you said, because that's why I want to talk about it. And he goes, you know, you look at all these, all this marketing from other companies, and I think you were talking about specifically in our industry, but it's true with every industry. He's like, and they just look like they got a stick up their ass. And I was like, yeah, that's so true because marketing has become, people are figuring it out though. People are like, okay, the pretty stuff doesn't sell, but it's so true. Like people out there, that's like, what value does it give people to like make you look like you're really pretty? There's a needed, you know, we talked about that. There's like a need for the pretty stuff and, and all of that. But I love the way our marketing has gone because now I feel like we're, we're sharing more of like who we are as a company and like as, for people, because you and I are, if we, we don't agree on a lot of things, but when we do agree on something, it's that people don't buy from companies, they buy from people. And so I feel like that's really the turn that our personal marketing and branding has gone to. Mm -hmm. So tell me your thoughts on that and like how we evolved into like, you know, we used to be so fluffy and it was had to do a lot with what agency we were working with at the time, but our marketing was so fluffy and we had all this shit we were spending money on and now what is it? I mean, anybody can fake looking good. I mean, any 
You can call hair extension company, you know, that got started in somebody's basement that seems to happen every single day. I mean, they can, they can fake, you know, they can hire a pretty girl to come in and, you know, put some extensions in and, and make it look really, really, really good. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, that's not why people buy from certain companies and I don't think that's why people come back to us either and you know they come back for the for the customer service and the way that we treat them and you know our personalities and that we're we're real people and yeah we don't got sticks up her but I mean we're I think we're kind of cool and especially me but yes. yeah fun fun to hang out with and all that kind of stuff uh, but yeah I think a lot of a lot of people get get stuck in that you know everything's got to be perfect it's got to look great I mean that that is not the case anymore I mean, people want raw, real, unedited type stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is it really like? Show me, show me the truth. Not some, you know, three supermodels out there spinning around with gorgeous-looking hair. I mean, that's not gonna attract a new customer or make somebody want to switch to a new company. I mean, they want to, they want to go somewhere and they want to do business with whatever industry it is with somebody who, who is, you know, I think a a genuine person yeah and I feel like you know with our company we've we've done a lot of things wrong we know that mm -hmm. um, but what we've done right was like the reason we started was really genuine the story of how we got started was really genuine um, we didn't just do what a lot of these other like pop-up hair extension companies are they're just getting getting a message on whatsapp from someone and buying a product and then selling it on their website. We were, we were, were involved and still very involved on the manufacturing side of our actual product that we sell. Um, but I think for the longest time, like we didn't portray that because we were so focused on making us look like everyone else in the industry mm -hmm. of like, it's like the fluffy stuff of like, oh, let's have this really pretty photo shoot. Let's go spend $35,000 in some other city like Miami and rent a yacht and have this really cool photo shoot. and. No one gives a damn about that when no, it comes. That's, that's, uh, my heart just sinks for people that I see that in companies I see that do that. Uh, people that might start new product lines or whatever the case may be. You know, we, we, we see them all the time. I mean, and, you know, they're spending $35,000 on a photo shoot or whatever, but they don't know how to get the, the, the message out. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that's where a lot of the, if you're a new company starting out, whether it be a service company, a product company, or whatever. I mean, you've got to, to get the word out. And a lot of times, you know, the cold hard truth that we share in our classes and stylists and everything is you're not gonna do that organically. I mean, I, I, I literally just saw somebody spend at least $25,000 on a video and it was a badass video. I mean, it was a good video, awesome video, but it had 600 views. Was it us? It wasn't us. No. <laughs> I would make sure it wasn't that. A lot of people don't, I mean, they're in business, but they, they think that they're going to do it organically through, through social media somehow. And I just don't hardly think that's possible anymore uh, unless you're, you know, already established or, or something like that. When our uh, social media platforms don't want, I mean, and when I say social media, I'm talking even like Google and, and things that you might not even be thinking of. They don't want to put yourself out there for free. They want you to pay money, duh. They want you to pay money to be able to put it in front of your audience's faces. Oh. And so I love that you teach that to stylists because I think that's, it's almost frowned upon. Like for some reason, I don't know if you know this, I think oh, you yeah, do, but sure. like inside of our industry, especially it was like, oh, you know, she's running an ad or, oh, like, and it just, 
it kind of became this taboo thing, but now it's kind of like kind of dumb if you don't do it. I mean, I mean, the, the reason you're not making thir- a stylist out there, we'll just stay, stay with our entry. The reason they're not making $300,000 a year isn't because they're not good at what they do. It's because enough people don't know what they're doing. If enough people knew what they was doing, they would be making $300,000 a year. But they don't want to do that. They want to try to go the organic route or, 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 or do this. They want to find the secret to, to grow their social media following. Uh, and it doesn't take a large social media following. We've talked about that all the time. You know, behind the chair, you had he was making over $400,000 a year. And I remember to this day, and I tell it in every class, is that you had like 900-something followers on Instagram when he was making that money. It was because of the ads we was running, the people that we was running those ads to. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, they come to me and they was like, you know, I've got, you know, 7,000 followers. How come I'm not, you know, making any money with, with this or that or whatever? Uh, and, I, and I look at their social media and it's a bunch of videos of them dancing. Uh, probably one of the reasons that they got 7,000 followers is because you co- took a couple of pictures of yourself in a bikini and you look pretty good. Well, back to that's why you got 7,000 followers. It's not because you do good hair. Uh, and, you know, I see this stuff all the time, and I really, really think the issue is they're not serious about being a stylist. They're not serious about making, I mean, they're more concerned with being famous than they are rich. And I know I say that sometimes Most too. Most people in this I mean, world are right I mean, now. I mean, they're, they're, they're more worried about being TikTok famous or having followers on Instagram instead of you know, getting down to business and doing what could make them money. It's just a kind of a weird turn that we've kind of taken in the last five or six years. It's definitely because of social media and because of the influencer world and everybody in this day and time wants to be some sort of like influencer. And, you know, and I understand that and I'm not knocking that because I, I have, I get that. And I understand that feeling of like wanting to be that because social media makes it look extremely glamorous. So I'm not sitting here, if you're listening, you know, I'm not knocking that dream, but what I am trying to say is like, you know, you got to sit down and go, what's more important. I think that's where Casey always came, came in clutch for me is like, he was like, what is more important to you? Your a hundred thousand followers or the fact that you got a fat ass bank account and you get to go do whatever you want to do. And I don't know about you, but for me, the second option is way more important than who is following my Instagram account. You don't have to have hundreds and thousands of engagements and, and likes and all that stuff. Let's run ads to a certain amount of people who already know you, they like you, they trust you, they know what you, know what you do, and let's just stay in front of those people. Because again, it's not gonna take you thousands and thousands of people to, to make $400,000 a year. It's gonna take 75 people to make you Four hundred thousand dollars a year. Actually, yes, I had seventy-two extension clients when I was bringing in. Actually, my revenue was closer to six hundred thousand. Yeah, I have to say that. But my take-home was around four, and so um, you know, I didn't have. So I had seventy-two extension clients, and that was pretty much a few color clients sprinkled in there because I at that point made my clientele purely almost all extension clients. Mm-hmm. And so I think when I say those numbers to people, people are like. Wait a second. What? You know, because that's like doctor and lawyer money. I have friends that are in so much debt from paying from all this school and, and you know, nothing wrong with that. Like, that's an awesome career as well, I know, but I get to do hair all day. So I think 
you know, taking what you do and what we do, especially inside the industry, uh, the hair industry, um, you know, and putting the right marketing behind it is what changes your life, but also any business owner, you know, I think I see it every day even in our own community. There's other, you know, companies that are, they have a really good idea and they have a really good company and, and everything's there except for the marketing. Yeah, and the marketing sucks. I mean, your market, I mean, you've got to do something that, that stands out. And again, I, something we talk about at the classes is that every single thing that we do is we try to do it different mm -hmm. than other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't blend in, you can't be, your marketing has to be I don't, remarkable, I guess, is, is, is kind of, it's got to stand out. Uh, and a lot of people just do the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times, I mean, especially in the, in the hair industry and in the stylist industry, I mean, it's almost good that we have this perspective because I feel like everybody else is just standing around in some big awkward circle watching what everybody does and when one person does it the other people does it and somebody else does something different the other people do it and i feel like those people i mean they're just sitting there watching each other and they're getting dumber and dumber and we're kind of on the outside looking at different ways of doing things and i'm excited about some of the stuff we got coming up too and even lately we like with aubrey there's um, a few extension companies in general actually that literally mimic every piece of content that we put out like it's almost like they just remake it looks the same it does Aubrey's in there if she can hear me she's probably like yep because she gets frustrated about it but to me it's a big compliment but I think it's due from us just kind of we just really stay in our own lane yeah. and we just create what is valuable to just our audience and so that's why it works for us unfortunately the people that try to mimic the, the content it's not going to work for them because their audience is probably different and you know I feel like with marketing I always I I don't even know if you've heard me ever tell this story, but when marketing made sense to me, I was, um, it was before I ever had a salon, before, so it was years and years ago, I was in Nashville with some girlfriends, and it was down in that like 12 South area, and I could be wrong, but it was a popsicle stand. It was a store. It was the, all they sold was popsicles, like real fruit popsicles, and there were, every single day there was a line like around the block and i tried out the popsicles they weren't i mean they were good but there wasn't anything but their marketing was incredible so you know one of my things i always say i'm like you can literally make millions from a popsicle stand if your marketing is where it needs to be I completely i completely agree and you know i have so much faith in you know myself you and, and everybody else aubrey i think we could we could take any Product. I mean, obviously, hair extensions is our thing, but I think we could beat the crap out of anybody with just marketing. The quality. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. any product. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, it just it does. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of thinking. It takes a lot of failures. It takes a lot of stuff that don't come out like you want it to come out. Uh, but you know, if we're still speaking, I know directly to stylists. I mean, stylists' brain are wired perfectly for marketing. for marketing. Yeah. I mean, that's, they're artists. They like naturally know how to make things look good. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's still mm -hmm. kind of, I don't understand. And I think kind of, just to back on something you just said, I think what people think too is like they can come out of the gate with this like marketing la-la land sometimes. Like they're just like, oh, you know, I have I will arrive and like know how to market but what you said about you know you have to 
fail a lot of times because that's something I mean I think people have always looked at our marketing because we've tried to stay in front of it and tried to stay ahead and all the things but and they think thought it was always good but like we've had a lot of failed a lot of dollars wasted like more than I think either one of us really want to talk about um, on marketing because we just didn't know the direction we were going in and we didn't know it may have taken all those failures to like get to where we are now and that's okay but you know you kind of have to kind of have to fuck it up sometimes you kind of have to just do it wrong and be like okay that's not going to work anymore and, and, and let's you, move on and you've got them you've marketing can't be an afterthought and i think it's an afterthought in a lot of people's businesses i know we've had the discussion multiple times if we was down to our last dollar we would spend it on marketing totally if we had one dollar left we would somehow try to use it in marketing yeah and and a lot of people are like well i don't I don't got $5 a day or $10 a day. You don't got $5 a day to make your dream come true. I mean, you can't, you can't come up with that. That's just outside of your realm of possibilities. Well, that's what, and I know in Aubrey's episode, we talked about, like, there's a lot of moving parts in business. There's a lot of things that has to happen in order for it to work. Mm-hmm. But the marketing to me is number one. Like it, it's the first thing. Cause it doesn't really matter how good your customer service is. It doesn't really matter how good your product is. It doesn't really matter. I mean, all those things will get you by for so long and you'll reach a certain amount of success, but marketing is what kind of pushes you over that threshold of, you know, cause now I look at our numbers sometimes, like I mentioned this the other day, like we, uh, sometimes I can't believe what we are. Or sometimes I think we even ask ourselves, how did we get here? Um, even though we, we know we've had the punishment of the stress to get here, but um, I feel like marketing is what, because we've always put it first. And I think I see hairdressers especially, like they're like, well, I just do hair. I just wanna do hair, that's all I wanna do. Like I understand that, but this day and time, you're gonna be left in the dirt if you don't put marketing first. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. Cool. Well, thanks for being on here. Oh yeah, I know fine. our lunch thanks is for in finally there. having me. <laughs> finally having me um i always appreciate casey's insight i know everyone else does too so i'm going to try to bring him on the forefront and please comment and and review and tell me how much you love casey so i can get him to come back on because even though he's trying to act like i've just never brought him on he always doesn't want to be on here i'm just kidding um it's like pulling we've honestly never talked about just give her a hard time yeah So thank you for being on here. Thank you guys for listening. Please leave us a review. Give us some feedback. Um, Bring Casey back. Hear all of his knowledge. Cool. Thank you guys. See you later.